With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Pappas and Olivia Harlan-Decker. Welcome in, everybody. This is Unleashed by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And I've just got to say, we may be the king of sports comedy podcasts in just less than a year on the air. That's incredible. Little brag on our show. Real quick, we were nominated for Best Sports Comedy Podcast of the Year, and you can help us win. You just have to vote. I've been pushing this all over my social media. I've tweeted it, but I'm going to keep it in my Instagram bio, at Olivia Harlan Decker. Please go there and please vote for our show. We know you guys are listening. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we would appreciate every vote. Voting ends in March, so help us out. I'm crazy competitive, and I really want to win this. I was about to say, I know this has brought out the competitiveness in you because <laughs> you have been talking about this more than any of us. You keep bringing it up. You're like, we're nominated, we're nominated. Push it, guys. Push it, push it, push it. <laughs> you really, yeah. Please, guys, let us win so Olivia Olivia doesn't you know, take it out on me if we lose. I, I might combust <laughs> if we don't win, and that's not good. Yeah. Just got to brag on yes. our producers, Maddie and Alex. They have done such an amazing job. We've had incredible guests for less than a year. I keep saying that, but I can't believe it's been less than a year. And then, of course, everyone at BetMGM has been wonderful. So we're just so excited. This may be the most excited I've ever been for a show. 2022 just started, and it's already lining up to be one of the best years in sports we've ever seen. I'm not just saying that because my dogs just won the Natty or that I think my Packers will win the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But plus some NBA, Clay Thompson's amazing return. There's a lot this week. But this year is made all the better, no pun intended, by the fact that sports betting is finally legal in New York. BetMGM is launching this week. Start spreading the news. Giannis, take it away. In New York, I don't know the rest of the words for the song, but I know it's competing with Frank Sinatra to become the anthem of New York. Ooh, ouch, ouch, ouch. It's really, I mean. Last time I asked you to sing. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, I, (laughs) 
you know, like some people have zero talent for something. <laughs> I have a negative ability for singing or really anything else in life. Oh, so God. don't ask me to do anything else <laughs> except wing it. All I'm good at is winging it. Okay. Okay. For a man so <laughs> yeah, comfortable I'm a wing- on a mic, you cannot carry a tune. No, I cannot. I cannot. You, uh, that would actually be a good punishment pick at the oh. end. If I lost, if you just made me sing. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Giannis? New York betting, it seems like this is going to be, you know, monstrous. This is great for New York. This is great. Now we don't have to hide it anymore. We could talk about it in the open. <laughs> we can go get an egg and cheese and be like, did you hit your over under? I got a parlay yesterday. You know what I mean? We could talk about it over slices. We could have our phones out and we can make a little money. Thank God we can do it out in the open like everybody else. This is uh, sweeping the nation. Gambling is taking over, baby. It's fun. Make a little scratch. I mean, we're spreading faster than COVID. <laughs> Gosh, should that be the byline? <laughs> is that the marketing plan for betting? <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I said the only thing I'm good at is winging. I'm not good at marketing. So that we got to hire. Yeah, that's not my strong suit. You're good at one-liners too. You're always keeping me on my toes. Hey, another celebration, a big win is my alma mater, UGA baby, winning Monday night, beating Nick Saban finally. How about them dogs? I got to teach you a couple UGA-isms here. What we say is you say, how about them dogs? And that's just like how you say hello. (laughs) Uh-huh. And then you can also say, just go dog, sick them. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, that was. That can I was, hear one of those, Giannis? That was on par with Dan Arlovsky's. That was a really <laughs> horrible dog park, but. <laughs> yeah. How about them dogs? Well, you got to do it. Can, do you have to do it with like a Southern accent? How about them dogs, y'all? Yeah. How about them dogs? Well, it's like if you're you're filling up your car at the gas station, someone walks by. Hey, how you doing? How about them dogs? <laughs> how about them dogs? Uh, but while you were on campus, it was probably a little bit more of just like a drunken, how about them dogs? Okay. I know you, guys used, you guys easy. used to get lit up. Georgia is a party school, baby. It is. It is. Speaking of partying, did you see the quarterback Stetson Bennett on GMA the morning after the game? Look, I watched the game. I watched it. It was an incredible, incredible sports experience. And that that guy was a walk on. And he was dreaming his whole life about playing for Georgia and then to win a national title. I myself am a former walk on who didn't make it. Okay. All right. I don't know if you remember the history, but yeah. I tried to walk on at, at the American University and I didn't make it. So I feel like he made it for all us walk ons. Yeah. I started a slow Rudy clap in my living room for him and a tear dropped down my face and I saluted the flag. I got goosebumps everywhere. You did it for all of us underdogs out there. Congratulations. To Olivia, the Bulldogs, and Mr. Walcom. What was his name? Stelson? Stilton? Stetson St- Bennett. <laughs> Stetson Bennett, who it couldn't be more of a white name. I mean, that name <laughs> is so white, it hurts my back. <laughs> I think I just threw my back out saying that. 
<laughs> well, he was. He is like the herald now for all walk-ons. And not only did he walk on at UGA, they kept bringing in all these big recruits at quarterback and pushing him further and further down the depth chart. The guy had to switch to a JUCO school. He transferred to JUCO, played a season in JUCO, came back to UGA, got a scholarship, still buried on the depth chart, and worked his way up. But, I mean, it's an incredible story. But what I was referencing earlier is he must have had himself a night, as he well should have. And he's graduating. He's done. He's not an NFL guy. Like, this is it for old Stetson Bennett. And I think he was still sipping on some Southern comfort into the wee hours of the morning for his GMA appearance. Let's roll in that tape. That was too good. Good morning, my friend. How are you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Yeah, uh, you know, a few hours. Um, <laughs> not many. Uh, I've been, <laughs> been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> Giannis, I hope you're in that kind of shape when we get in L.A. for the Super Bowl because I'm going to request some kind of really early morning recording after our first night in town. What do you think? I want I want to hear you Stetson Benneting your way through a recording. Well, you can do that right now because we're recording pretty early for us. <laughs> and, you know, I'm half a cup of coffee in. And, you know, having a baby is like drinking. You know, that's like that's like a responsible parent. That's the same thing it does to you. It's like you're hungover every morning, you know, puffy eyes. I don't know where, which direction is which. I feel like I'm actually drunk every day chasing a toddler around making sure she doesn't drink bleach. (laughs) See, that's why I want a night nurse and an esthetician to move into my house. I want those two things so I constantly have a facial every morning. All right. Enough of this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, being a parent, you, you almost feel like a free safety. You feel like a safety, like you're just wherever she goes, it's like wherever the ball goes, you just go. And just like <laughs> I tackle her before she she jumps in the toilet or she, you know, it's just it's I, I need to be I need to win defensive player of the year because I have stopped <laughs> a lot of offensive threats from her to run outside or fall into the toilet. So okay, just that's call a good me game the plan. greatest. Yeah, I got a great game plan. And that's great parenting advice in terms that I understand. So thank you very much. Enough of this swaddling (laughs) nonsense. Don't tell me all this stuff. I don't know. Tell me in football terms. Speaking of which, we've got a lot to get to. The NFL playoffs kick off this weekend with the super wild card weekend. That means each conference gets three wild card teams. You know, it used to be two. So this is a big deal. It's all very exciting. We'll talk to BetMGM's Peter Andrew about all six games. I'm actually going to be on the sidelines for Steelers at Kansas City on the national radio broadcast. If you want to tune in to Westwood One, I can't wait for that one. Big Ben's career is continuing as the Steelers manage to get into the playoffs. They get at least one more game. All the pieces fell into place and the Raiders pulled off one of the most exciting wins in NFL history to keep their AFC West division rivals, the Chargers, out. So we're going to talk all about that wild week 18 finish in a second. Plus, coming up, we've got a great guest from CBS Sports, and you know him from the WWE, Jonathan Coachman. He's got some great stories from his time there. Can't wait to pick his brain. WWE is always fun to dissect. And by the way, before we get to this week's Unleashed, Giannis, your Unleashed from last week did come true. You got what you wanted, my friend. The New York football giants listened to your demands, and Joe Judge is out. Yeah, I mean... There was rumors he was going to stay. He was acting confident like he was going to stay and they were going to fire everybody else. But it looks like they're cleaning house. It looks like 
We're wiping out everybody. It's just mm. a whack job. It's like the end of Goodfellas. You just got to walk people in the room, <laughs> you know, and just bang, back of the head, bullets into the back of the head, and we start fresh. So you got to blow it up. You got to blow it up, and I hope they get a quarterback in the draft. Or, I, you know, everyone's saying, what, what should they do? They got to get a lineman. They got to work. I've realized, now that I've been watching so much football this year, everything is really the offensive line. <laughs> Without an offensive line, you can't do anything. You can't run the ball uh, effectively. You can't pass the ball effectively. You don't even need great receivers because if your offensive line holds holds the line long enough, one of those guys will get open. I don't care if it's me out there. Give the quarterback 45 seconds. You'll be able to find me. So the Giants, <laughs> it's the same old story. Just draft offensive linemen. Who cares? And bring Doug Flutie back to play quarterback. It doesn't matter. We need an O-line, baby. Well, so here's the hot question then, because there are not a lot of great quarterbacks in this year's draft at all. So you're kind of having to get the free agency market, which could be Russell Wilson. It could be, I hate to say, Aaron Rodgers, but neither one of those guys are going to New York. Who do you want as your quarterback and who would you want as your head coach? Russell Wilson, that's the that's what every New Yorker is hoping for. Mm. You know, Paul Verzi, who we had on the show. He acts like he works in the front office of the Giants. He's like, <laughs> we don't need to draft a quarterback because Russell Wilson's coming. I'm like. You know, and he does that with everything. Like he was like, LeBron's coming to New York and then KD's coming to New York. And now it's Russell Wilson's definitely coming. to. It's like, it's like, dude, you don't work in the front office. Okay. Every time you say something, it doesn't happen. I hope he comes. He's 33. He's still got a lot of good football. So I hope it's him. Obviously it's not going to be Rogers. I don't think, but hopefully it's him. Yeah. I mean, you said it. Hopefully Russell Wilson comes. Hopefully Sierra wants to come to New York and, you know, just be Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. Good business move for her. So, you know, I hope they recruit her. I hope the Giants get on the couch just like they did when they recruit, you know, coming out of high school and they say, hey, guys, look, we can get you in this restaurant. We can get you in this club. You know, just that's the way you got to pitch stars like that is like, look, bum, bum, bum. We give you this. You get you get to go to Le Cirque. You get to go to (laughs) McKean Steakhouse, whatever they got to do to pitch them. Even if it's a little money under the table, we'll look the other way. Yeah, you know it's the NFL, right? You you could you don't have to put the money under the table. This can be all right in front of you, but I don't know. I'm Aaron Rodgers, if he's not returning to Green Bay, which would be horrible. I think that'd be a huge gaffe for the Packers. But if he doesn't return to Green Bay, I bet he goes to Denver. But remember, Steelers are looking for a quarterback. This is gonna be a an interesting quarterback market in a horrible year. Why couldn't this have been last year, right? When all these quarterbacks were taken in the first round. Anyways, a lot of coaches were fired on Black Monday, Joe Judge being one of them. I have an uncle who's actually an NFL coach's agent in this time of year for him. Oh my gosh. From Thanksgiving when the college football firings start to right now. It's bleak, my friend. It is dark. And I, I feel for all the agents out there because it's uh, it's not fun being on the phone. He lives on the phone. It's like such a stereotype. Anyways, you know who had a bad week who was not a fired NFL coach? I think you're about to tell me about our bad beat of the week. Bad beat of the week. Yep. And it's one of BetMGM's most loyal followers. We see him all the time on Twitter. It's Wodes, 
He had a 17 parlay, let down by the Cardinals. Even the 49ers had a comeback win to keep him in it. But no, sorry, Wodes. But our gift to you is $100 site credit. So you can try your luck again just in time for the wild card weekend, the super wild card weekend. And for all of you listeners, this could be you. Just tweet us at BetMGM with a pic of your bad beat and you could win. We announce every week on the show. So that's a big deal. 100 big ones. I just, I'd like just an envelope in the mail with 100 bucks cash. That's what I want. I love it. I love it. It's like the last scene in Saving Private Ryan. Like, look, you lost, but listen, we gave you this. Make it worth it. Make it worth it. Make that hundred bucks worth the sacrifice, the loss that you had. Make it worth it, guy. Right. No, absolutely. And at the end of the show, we're going to have to talk with Peter Andrew. If you did have a hundred bucks sitting there burning a hole in your pocket, who you should bet on. So that's going to be fun at the end. Okay, let's keep it moving and sound off on one topic we feel passionately about this week. Giannis, it's time to unleash. It's time to unleash. Let's unleash, my girl. <laughs> Hats off to the NF freaking L. Fans and even players were not sold on an 18-week regular season. Well, I, for one, I'm sold. That was such an incredible finale to an incredible season. And a quick tangent, this is why college football needs an expanded playoff and more parity. If there's a way to replicate the stakes and the chaos of the NFL at the college level, I'm all for it. Down to the wire. So many teams were still alive for the playoffs. So many games mattered. You could not have scripted it any better. That final Sunday, it was incredible as we watched it all unfold. First, Jaguars. They absolutely shocked the Colts, which left the door open for the Steelers. More on that. I kind of felt bad for the Colts, I got to say. And the second I said that, my husband was like, what? No, you can't feel bad for a team. There's no excuse to lose to the Jaguars. But I don't know. Colts were a good story this season. He's yeah, I was like, you're cold hearted. I, you know, hard knocks and they had won all those games and Jonathan Taylor and then Carson Wentz just looked horrible. So now that's going to be his storyline. The Colts lost a draft pick by getting Carson so that their future's looking bleak and the Jaguars good for them, I guess. I mean, they are going to get the number one pick in the draft. Trevor Lawrence finished the season really good. He, he looked great on Sunday. So Jaguars have a lot to be happy about. Okay, but then we saw Big Ben in what could have been his last raw. You know, they had the home game where he paraded around the field. It was a big deal. ESPN was super awkward about it, being like, this may be his last game. We're not sure, blah, blah, because he hasn't officially said that. It's more like implied. Anyway, so then he had a road game. They win. They beat the Ravens. Uh, in overtime, I mean, it was incredible. We saw TJ Watt tied the single season sack record and lock up defensive player of the year. That was really fun to watch. But Steelers Nation wasn't officially in yet. So even with this win, one more thing still had to happen. Giannis, I told you this was good. That takes us to the final game of the season, Sunday night in Sin City. Yes, I wrote that myself. Incredible alliteration. The fate of three teams were in the hands of two coaches. Many thought they should just take a knee, play to a tie at midfield. It was like a standoff. And they almost did. It was it was theater. After everything the Raiders have been through this season with the Henry Ruggs car crash, the John Gruden scandal, an interim coach, Derek Carr, a quarterback many people have doubted, went down to the final seconds and they did it on the foot of Daniel Carlson. Raiders end the awkward standoff and kicked the Chargers out of the playoff picture. 
Forget Succession. Forget Yellowstone. This was the most dramatic Sunday night of television I've ever seen. It was incredible. As an NFL fan, I was salivating. Congrats, NFL, on an amazing season and an amazing 18th week. First time ever with this expanded schedule, setting up a great playoff. Unbelievable action. Unbelievable action. Like you said, they almost did play to a tie. Who knows? That timeout's not called. Maybe they just run it out and that's it. And they Mm -hmm. both go and Big Ben has to limp off into the sunset because, yeah, the kids, the kid, the kids got a lot of miles on them. And yes. Oh, God. Carson Wentz again, (sighs) again. It's almost like you wanted you wanted the Colts to have uh, Nick Falls there. To maybe yeah. get them in there. <laughs> I mean, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Disappointment again. You know, he's trying to redeem himself. Yeah. Well, not really. He got injured, but I'm just saying like, you know, just, you know, redeem himself as the number one guy. It doesn't work out. It's rough. But what a game that was. It was unbelievable to watch. And I've never, I mean, fourth down conversions. I mean, let's talk about this kid, huh? Throwing ropes, 21 yards for a touchdown. Kids got balls. Kids got balls. Okay, Giannis, quick question on Big Ben. You know how some football players, when they retire, they get really skinny? Have you seen this? Yeah. It's usually offensive linemen like Joe Thomas. Have you seen a recent picture of Joe Thomas? He's felt and handsome and looks great. And no offense, and I'm actually friends with his wife, but he looks better than ever <laughs> than when he played yeah. all those years. Do you think Big Ben will like be in GQ anytime soon post-career? Like, like maybe he's not that big out of a football uniform. You know what I mean? Big Ben has, he's got that fat potential. You can see oh. it in his face, you know? Like, okay. don't you see it? He's got like, he's going to blow out. I mean, that kid's going to blow out. He's going the other way. You can see it in his cheeks. He's got that cherub, like, <laughs> he he's, he's got a body that's begging to be fat, you know? So <laughs> I think he goes the other way. He goes the other way and he's just going to blow out. He's going to, yeah, he's just, you won't be seeing him with your dad calling any games as a color commentator, that kid's going to be on the couch. Oh, I didn't even think about that. How would he be on air? Yeah. yeah. He might be great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. We'll see. He's blowing out. The kid's got a fat face. How about next season? <laughs> we have a big Ben watch and we just kind of keep tabs on him. You and me. I love it. I love okay. it. We should just keep, we should check in week by week and see, yep. you know, see how much weight he's gained. I love it. <laughs> that was an amazing Unleashed, Olivia. That was absolutely amazing. I love hearing your passion for football. It was an incredible season and we got incredible games coming up. Wild card. It's just unbelievable fun. You know what? I was clicking back and forth. I was actually clicking back and forth. The game was amazing. The Chargers, it was amazing. But I had to check in to see the return of Clay Thompson. I think probably the most underappreciated player. Uh, You have to nominate him all time as Mm -hmm. one of the most underappreciated players unsung heroes, even in big games. The guy is just a machine of efficiency. And in an era where guys are playing on super teams and, you know, talking about their contracts and all the egoism, this guy just sits back in the cut, plays chess in his free time. He's a huge chess fan, which I am too. So it makes me love him even more. And he defers to Steph, who gets all the credit and everything. But make zero mistake, he is the second best 
shooter in NBA history. We're talking about Klay Thompson's return to the Golden State Warriors. I had to click over on my during commercials and even miss some of the Chargers game to just hear the roar of the crowd. They love him in the Bay and watching him come out and have an amazing game. Obviously, they were running plays for him, you know, and he was chucking. He put up a lot of shots, but he looked great. One of his first plays was a dunk, and it was just great to see him back on the court. I mean, the last time it was a good feeling. It was mm-hmm. a good feeling because the last time he's been out, he's been out for two years, horrible injuries. It was just a reminder of an innocent time before COVID seeing him out there, you know, where Pete yeah. Davidson was just making jokes about the Kardashians and he wasn't putting his big piece in them. Oh God. It was just, yeah, it was a time before waves. It was a time before variants. It was a time before masks. Yeah. Someone actually pointed out that uh, the last time Clay Thompson played, if you had bought $50 worth of Bitcoin, right, it would be worth $1.67 million oh. today. That's how long ago <laughs> it was that Clay Thompson was out there. Tears came to my eyes. Man. It was just great to see the Splash Brothers together again on the court. Obviously, basketball is about to kick up. We're about to start talking a lot of basketball. They're a contender. He's pumped. He's pumped. He's got a chip in his shoulder now because he didn't make, you know, the 75 greatest players, probably because he was hurt. So you got a backcourt now that both of them play with a chip on their shoulder because, you know, Steph always played with a chip on his shoulder because he was from a mid-major in Davidson, overlooked, too slow, whatever. And now Clay, yeah. both sons of former NBA players, too. Those guys have a lot in common. And it's just great to see the Splash Brothers back in the pool. I'm rooting for Golden State this year. They're my second favorite team behind the Turkish shish kebabs over there in <laughs> Turkey with my favorite player, Sam Decker. So... Go Dub Nation. Congrats. Clay Day was an absolute pleasure to watch. And basketball is about to ramp up big, baby. You know, I had a hard time on focusing on anything else after you mentioned the little nugget about Bitcoin. Do you own any Bitcoin? I don't own any Bitcoin. I didn't. You know, I still think it's a Ponzi scheme. I'm not convinced. I do. I know there's Matt Damon's doing commercials. I just don't understand it. It's like, I what, either. I get a couple Bitcoin, I can buy an illustration of a gorilla to make my profile pick for a week. I mean, why would I pay? No, that's NFTs. These are different. <laughs> that's NFTs, which is equally weird and confusing. But you and I are probably just antiquated. Yeah, I'm a boomer. I'm such a boomer. Yeah. Yeah, we're. I'm a boomer. I got boomer energy and I wish we had boomer sizing on. <laughs> okay, actually, small plug. <laughs> if you are interested in NFTs, we had someone on our show who explained it. It went over my head. I still didn't get it, but it was an incredible episode. Go back to the Austin Eckler episode. Austin Eckler, running back for the Chargers. He is really deep in the game in NFTs. So go search that one. Okay, that was incredible, Giannis. I agree. Clay Day was a huge success. And for everyone listening to the show, once the NFL season wraps up, we are going to make a major pivot to a lot of basketball. So you're going to get all your basketball news here, too. Great stuff, Giannis. Let's go ahead and get to our guest this week.
He's had a great career that's put him face to face with some of the best athletes in the world and also in headlocks from them as well. He spent 10 years in the WWE. Now you can find him covering sports betting, the PGA, and who knows when he'll show up in a WWE ring again. Jonathan Coachman, he just told us we can call him Coach. How you doing, Coach? Oh, it's so good to be on with you guys now. Listen, I've been listening to your content for a minute now. You guys are on point. I love Bet MGM, so it was a thrill to get the offer, and it's a thrill to be on with you guys here today. How nice is that? Now, I kind of went through your bio a little, but I left tons out. Obviously, a former football player yourself. Walk us through, because everyone gets into sports broadcasting, I feel like, in a different way. Walk us through your way. Yeah, it's so funny, because I I had such a lucky... But I put myself in position to get to a point where I was on national TV. But I tell people all the time, whether you're in college, whether you're in high school, if you have a dream of being on television or radio or now podcasting or anything like that, you've got to put yourself in position. And I did that right out of college. I was in local TV. I I was only in market 60 for a minute. Kansas City market 30. I'm very lucky at the age of 22. And then I was only there for eight months and I got the offer to go to WWE. So uh, it was a very lucky way of doing it. But getting to national TV when you're only 22, 23 certainly puts you on the fast track. Uh, and then at ESPN for 10 years. But now I'm doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. We we're building our own brand at CBS. Sportsline is amazing. And I get to, to work with so many different great people that understand sports and understand sports betting. So I'm having a blast, but I've had a great career so far. So, so thank you for listing uh, all those uh, accomplishments. Yeah, man, you're quite versatile. You know, you were, you were great doing sports, also great doing wrestling. I have a question I've always wondered about wrestling. So much of the storyline is planned out. Is the commentating also planned out because you were so good (laughs) at acting and emoting, you know, the storyline that was going on and, and and actually dramatizing it. So is that played out or is that just off the head? We kind of would attack a Monday Night Raw or a Friday Night SmackDown the same way that you would attack a, a football game or a basketball game. And you study the storylines and what is going to sell that particular match to the audience at home. It's the same way if, if you're doing a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game and you just lift up the stars and you make them almost superhuman to the fan at home who's watching and who's listening. So that was our preparation. But I'll tell you this, that Vince McMahon was in our ear Every single night, almost every night of my entire career. I missed one Monday night in 10 years. One. Wow. One. And he would be, I got so good at hearing him and and repeating what he wanted us to say that I could say within a half a second or maybe a second as it was coming to my ear, I could spit it out. Because if you didn't spit it out right when he said it, then he would scream at you for not saying it and interrupting other people. So uh, you learned that you said what Vince wanted you to say or you weren't going to be out there for very long. And I I, I did something right because I lasted 10 years the first time. And then I went back for a year and a half or two years in 2018 and realized very quickly, I didn't want to do that anymore. And this is what I was meant to be doing. He's such a larger than life figure. Vince McMahon is so successful, obviously. Uh, When he's not barking in your ear during a broadcast, what does he like to work with? Like, what's something you took away from his time? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I take so many things away. So, so many. When I, when I got the ESPN, so many people asked me, what can you possibly take from wrestling yeah. to real sports? I mean, well, what can you carry over? There's a million different things. First and foremost, branding is everything. Every single person, every character, every move that we make 
in the WWE has to do with individual branding, but then bigger branding to the WWE. Mm -hmm. And I would say in sports betting, it's the exact same thing. There's so much competition right now that if you don't have the right branding, whether it's BetMGM or any other sports book that you're talking about, you have to have the right branding. So that's the first thing I took over from Vince. The other thing was don't be scared to try something. And what I mean by that is in this day and age where it's 24-7 guys and you do something on Monday and people forgot about it on Tuesday, try something. The whole reason early edge and sports line is what it is today with us is because a year ago we tried something and if it wouldn't have worked, we would have moved on and we would have tried something else. But that's another thing I took from him. What I took from the rock was this timing. Everything you say has to matter. If you only got 90 seconds, then make it the best 90 seconds that you possibly can. Whether you're doing one of these shows, make it the best take that you can. And guess what? Sports bettors, if they're watching one of these shows, they don't want to hear you talk for two or three minutes. So get in 30 or 45 seconds and get out and move on down the road. So all of those things I learned from doing Monday Night Raw and working with all those different talents, but specifically Vince. Damn, Giannis, we already recorded the open. We would have done it much more efficiently after we heard that nugget. Damn. Yeah, I mean. You have me hyped, coach. <laughs> yeah, you got me hyped up too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. You guys understand, I love this so much. And nothing drives me crazier than when somebody comes on somebody else's show and they act like they're doing you a favor. No, no, this is a thrill for me because this means – that I'm doing something right, that we can sit here and chop up whatever it is, wrestling, sports, sports betting. This is everything to me. And so you're going to get the best of me no matter what it is, what time of the day, and what the show is. I love it. I love that. What uh, You said it, you, you, you realized it wasn't for you, and I've read that you've said that you'll never go back to it. And, you know, I hate to say it this way, but let's just bring it up. You said you love to not be working for a company that, doesn't have that two-way yeah. respect, just paraphrasing. Yeah. Can you elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So when you when you give somebody 10, 15, 20 years of your life, which is exactly what I did, and the stuff that I did for Vince, and it's many, many things. And even when I got to ESPN, I would still get phone calls at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning asking for favors <laughs> to get his content on ESPN, and I did that. What? We did that. I put together a crew, and we got WWE content on ESPN every Tuesday night on SportsCenter for over two years. We started storylines on SportsCenter that my bosses at ESPN didn't even know we were doing because they weren't smart enough to watch the content that we were doing. So I did all that. And the reason I did that is because they were trying to get a big TV contract with Fox, which is what they have right now. It was a billion dollars or something like that, but they could not have done that if they wouldn't have shown Fox, well, look, we can put mm. our content on regular television and it works. So that's just one thing I did. I could list 10 things. So then when I left ESPN. Well, you need a cut, a, a cut of the billion. Thank you. So I didn't <laughs> even want a cut of the billion. I don't even want a cut of the billion. I just want them not to bounce a check to me. And I've said this in another interview, so it's not breaking news. Yeah. They asked me to be a part of the XFL. Uh -huh. And because they wanted a WWE guy to kind of oversee what was going on. Well, that was when the pandemic shut down halfway through the XFL season. Well, I got a check that bounced. And when I called them, it was all of a sudden radio silent, 20 years of loyalty, and you're going to bounce a check and not make it right. And they still haven't made it right to this day. No. So people say all the time, oh, coach, people say all the time, I would never go back. It's wrestling. Everybody goes back. Mark my words. I'll say it again right here on your show. I will never go back to the WWE. It doesn't matter what they do. I won't go back. Did you get a lawyer? <laughs> Did you? Are you <laughs> pursuing no, the money? No, be, no, because they filed bankruptcy. Yeah. So when you file bankruptcy, it just you sit around for years and you might get a percentage. So 
I thought I was the only one that had a direct relationship with Vince and the bosses on the WWE side. So what I got back from them was that's a different company. So yeah. there's not much we can do. Shady. But it's the same. Of course it's shady. Yannis, of course it's shady, which is why I'll never go back. You can't treat people that way and then expect mm. them to want to say nice things about you, to want to go into business with you again. And that's why right now, a lot of what they're doing, people are frowning on it. People are not watching it because you can't have that reputation and treat people the wrong way and then expect them to want to be with you long term. So if people want to go work for them, they can do it. No ill will. Part of the reason I have my two kids this day is because of the WWE, but as far as ever working for them again, it would be a cold day in hell before I would do that. Wow. 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 Well, you know, coach, we can always go see them in a different way. You know what I mean? If they fight, you know, we can go with a couple bats and say, hey, my, my man coach <laughs> or, needs or how about money. Chair? How about chair? How about a chair? Or a chair. I, I use yeah, the chair a lot. A chair. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. We yeah. can do that. No doubt. Yeah, no be doubt. on theme. <laughs> I like it. I like it. On brand. On brand. All right, yeah. we're on Ben MGM. Let me ask the tough questions. How much steroids are in the WWE? Uh, well, here's the thing is that I personally never took any. And yeah. a lot of guys I know did over the course of time. There are certain things, though, Giannis, you just don't talk about, right? right. It's, if, if you're doing them and the person next to you is not, you don't talk to them about that. So I personally, I, people say, all the time, oh, coach, you're covering up. It's just nothing that I ever wanted to do because even though I got into the ring, yeah. the only reason you would ever care about what you physically look like is if you had to take your shirt off or you right. were a full-time wrestler. Right. I wrestled, but I didn't have to worry about that because I could right. talk and right. I, I had value because I could right. speak. So I never had to. It, did it never happen? I'm not going to say that it didn't, but it wasn't something I walked around the locker room uh, looking for. Yeah, I, I used to guess based on how small the package was in the shorts. <laughs> See what I have to deal with? I, I, Olivia, how do you do this? on? A, if you're ever looking for a new co-host, Olivia, you've got my number now. You've got my number now. Now, Giannis is irreplaceable. He's in that upper echelon. All I'm oh, saying is, it. all I'm saying is triple, triple H has a tiny piece. That's all I'm saying. Then I take back what I just said. Come on, Giannis. Let me cut you off. I can promise you. I can promise you that I would never ask him that. I, I don't know. I would never ask him that. <laughs> so who's a current or former, probably more former athlete that you can think of right now that could have an impressive career at WWE? Uh, there's several. I, I think the obvious one is Conor McGregor. Uh, but but yeah. anybody that just blanketly says, oh, Conor would be great in the WWE. You got to remember, he's only, he fought at 145 and 155 pounds. All right. They, so if you translate yeah. him into the world of the WWE. There's only been maybe two or three guys ever that have been under 180 pounds that did anything as a pro wrestler. Cause they just look too small. And in the world of pro wrestling, you've got to look the part and be able to play the part. So Connor would be the obvious one, but I don't think he's big enough to do it. There are other guys. I think that I, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo, even though he isn't like a super, super tough guy. I think he could be part of a group because he's so hmm. nice. He's very personable. He likes interaction with fans. You've got to like interacting with fans to be a WWE superstar. Mm -hmm. So I think he would be absolutely terrific. Uh, I think LeBron James would be great because he's 6'9". He's really strong. I think the biggest secret about becoming a WWE superstar or AEW or professional wrestling in general, guys, is that how tough you have to be. Mm -hmm. When I started training and I was being trained by different people, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. You've got to be able to learn how to get your ass kicked 
in a professional way. And if you can't bump, as we used to say, you can't get into the ring. So when you have a fist coming at your face and you have to stand there and make sure they hit it to within an inch, half an Mm. inch, that's very difficult to learn how to do. So uh, there's a lot of guys, I think, that physically could do it, but you got to match, Olivia, the talking with the physical aspect, too, to, to make it work. What about Gronk? I think he'd be great. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's, fun- it, it's funny you mentioned him because 2016 and 17, uh, as I said, we had WWE content on SportsCenter. So we actually took a full desk to WrestleMania and did live SportsCenter hits from WrestleMania. So Gronk was best friends with one of our WWE wrestlers at the time. So they had him in the Royal Rumble or the the Rumble <laughs> match at WrestleMania on one of those two years. So I actually had him on SportsCenter right next to me the day that he actually jumped the railing and went into the ring and helped his buddy win the, the Rumble match uh, at WrestleMania. So he would be perfect because yes. he's already done it. Yeah. The way I see it, there's two aspects to being a great wrestler. It's the, the charisma part, obviously. Yep. And then the wrestling part. In your opinion, who's the best wrestler? Who's the best star? A lot of people say Bret Michaels. Who do you think is the best technical wrestler we've ever seen in the WWF slash WWE? Well, Bret Michaels was a singer. I think you're talking about Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's the, it's okay. I was it's thinking okay. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Although, I'm although sorry. Bret, Bret, Bret Michaels, I'm sure, wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's very small. He's oh, very small. He's that very was small. rich. Now that's yeah. on brand for Giannis. That, that <laughs> on, yeah. Way, way, to pre- way to prepare for the interview, Giannis. I'm sorry. I got I got CTE. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I used to be a big wrestling fan. I just got CTE. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Okay, we're going to forgive you. We're going to forgive you. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Michaels was fantastic. Fantastic. But the best wrestler that I was ever around, that I ever saw in the ring, was Kurt Angle. And to me, it's not close. And he was a great uh, amateur wrestler, won a gold medal in the Olympics. Of course. But he made the transformation to professional wrestling like nobody physically that we had ever seen. Now, what he was able to do was to create a character and learn how to be funny. Because when he first came out, people forget that he was local in Pittsburgh and tried to be a sportscaster. He was terrible. He Mm. was awful. And he had just turned down a multi-million dollar offer from Vince and the WWE straight out of the Olympics because he frowned on pro wrestling. Well, then when he came back and said, wait a second, maybe I'll try this. Oh, that, that million dollar offer. That's gone. We've got, 250 for you over here, though, if you'd like Mm. to take that and then earn it. So he had to earn it. But as far as the best character and star of all time, in my opinion, it's not even close. And it's The Rock. Now, I had the the ability and the good fortune that for at least two years, it was me and him doing our little skits on the show every single week. And people absolutely loved it. He would make fun of me and I would look the foil and it was magic. And over the course of eight or nine years, our relationship changed to where in 2007, then he showed up. He'd been gone for years. He showed up out of nowhere to go face to face with me as I was making fun of another character we had. So it all came full circle, but the rock I've taken more from the rock than anybody else I ever worked with. As far as, as timing, as far as kindness, paying it forward, understanding that no matter how big you get, that you're not bigger than anybody else. And that's how rock treats everybody is. It doesn't matter if you're uh, his personal assistant or you're the president of universal studios, he's going to treat you the same. And that's what I try to do every single day. So uh, there's a lot of guys that I've taken stuff from, and there's a lot of guys that are dynamic, but those are the two Kurt angle, the rock. 
Kurt Angle, I wow. am a big fan of The Rock, not only as an entrepreneur now, but he was a former football player as well. So let's pivot to football a little bit. Wildcard weekend begins this weekend. From a betting perspective, I have a theory on this first okay. round of the playoffs. So the yep. last four years, the first round playoff games have been close. Like every mm-hmm. year, besides last year, Saints-Bears, that was a blowout. But every other game, I swear to God, I went back and looked, last four years. So if you see a big spread... Like Steelers Chiefs, for example. I want to say that's Mm -hmm. like 12 points or something. If you see a big spread, do you just go ahead and play the underdog in this one? Or what's your approach to week one uh, of playoffs? You can do one of two things. What we are going to do, and, and people get scared of this, but it's actually very, very simple. We tease it because the numbers on the yeah. underdogs, Olivia, you are spot on. The underdogs in recent years have cashed like 85 or 90%, right? So if you've got a number, then what we like to do, though, is we tease it and you put it in a two-team mm-hmm. teaser. So you add six points to that number. So now if you want to bet on the Steelers, now you're getting 18 and a half. I now you got to win two games but you're getting 18 and a half. So if you look at several of the games this weekend, for example, you've got the 49ers. They are plus three, right? So Mm -hmm. if you tease them, now you're getting them at plus nine. Now you don't have to worry about that very little number. And you can tease them with a, the Raiders are getting five and a half. You tease them. Now you're getting 11 and a half. So Mm -hmm. that's what we like to do. But anything above five or six, we would automatically go to the under Mm -hmm. the underdog because they also play a lot different guys. And in, the playoffs, it's just about getting in and getting out. You don't care how much you you, you win by. You don't care yeah. about the stats for the players. Uh, all we talked about last week was all the incentives that players had to make for the last week of the season. It had nothing to do with the playoffs. This week, all that shifts, all that changes. And now it's about winning and moving on to the second week. So a lot of prop bets I would stay away from because they're just not going to care. Mm. And then I'd also, Olivia, to your point, I would go, uh, I would look a lot at the underdogs this weekend, except for the Chiefs. We believe they're going to blow out the Steelers. Have you guys put together a teaser that you're really standing behind yet? Oh, absolutely. So we do our big mega. Can you share some with us? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So we do our big uh, NFL mega preview on Tuesday because then the numbers change throughout the week and it's all about beating the number. Our show is called the early edge for a reason. You want to beat the numbers. So that by the time you get to Sunday and it's no longer five and a half, it's down to three and a half. Now you've got that number where you wanted it on Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's what a lot of novice bettors don't do. Also, you don't look at a game three or four days before they do a game That's day what you need to do. There you go. It's all about game day. Mm-hmm. Ah, you can't do that. You, you got to look it. all week long. So, well, coach, if I can interrupt you real quick, one second, course. what must've been really tough for you all this year is the COVID list situation. You know, oh. so many times we're sitting around waiting. Well, who's even playing? how do you deal with that? Well, we have a prop show that we do every Friday at 2 mm-hmm. PM Eastern time. So what we had to do the last several weeks was we had to do an extra prop show on Sunday. And we uh, we like to say at, at our brand that we're here to serve the sports better no matter the day, no matter the time, right? So if the props aren't there on Friday, then you got to give them on Sunday. So that's how we would counteract that. Or we also like to say some of the best bets that you make are the bets that you don't make. You don't have to bet on every game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to bet on a prop just because you like it, just because you're looking at it. You don't have to do that. Yeah. So staying away sometimes is the right play because you just don't know until maybe an hour, hour and a half before game time. And that's just not enough time to put everything together. You know, in football, it's very hard to market yourself because it's such a team game. There's so many guys on the mm-hmm. on the field. You got a helmet on people. You know, football players probably get recognized the least, you know, maybe hockey, pay, hockey players less. 
What would you? What advice would you give football players in the day of social social media to market themselves, get a little bit of that endorsement money, take a page out of the WWE? You know, it's like Victor Cruz had his dance. You know, Tom Brady's now got mm-hmm. his clothing line. Is it just acting crazy and taking your uniform off and cheering the crowd like Antonio Brown did? I mean, what do you do to get that attention when you're a football player? If you're not trying to get the attention now, then you're being foolish. If you're not trying to push your brand within the brand, you're being foolish. I actually sent to the PGA tour, a whole list of marketing ideas that I would do with players golfers because they're individuals, but you can do the same thing in the NFL because the one thing that athletes love to do the most guys is complain about money. They're not making. Oh, I deserve this. Oh, I deserve that. Well, guess what? You can't always dictate how much money you're going to make on the field because it has, it has to fit into your salary cap, right? And you may, uh, the, the team may say, you're not worth what you think you're worth. So where do you go? What do you do? Well, there's a whole lot of money over on this side that I can make just by doing commercials, doing endorsements. The reason Gronk is so good is because he doesn't care about making himself look stupid because mm-hmm. he's also laughing every single Monday morning when those checks show up <laughs> for all the commercials that he's doing. So what I would tell a football player is start using social media to your advantage. Now, I know a lot of teams have rules in place, but make yourself look likable. Give yourself a personality. And all of a sudden, these companies, they're going to start coming. I promise you that. Because now companies have realized that if they pay somebody $50,000, $100,000, that's a lot less than what you'd pay for a TV commercial or what you'd pay to advertise over here. So being strategic in your marketing that to me is the most important thing right now. And that's why these companies need to hire really smart people that know how to do it and help these athletes promote their own brand. No, absolutely. I'm gonna hire you, coach, for my social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giannis, you could be doing a fab fit fun box any day now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the football players gotta take their helmets off more, have weird hairstyles, like you know. Like the Island Boys or, you know, Dennis just Rodman. like oh my God. Dennis Rodman. That's the way to do it. Take the helmet off. Every play, take the helmet off. Did you guys see the Island Boys the other day did a cameo video for somebody who was quitting a job? No. And no. They, sent it to the, they sent it to the bosses. They sent it to the boss saying we're oh. quitting by the Island Boys. Oh, that's good. I'm like, so you're going to spend $400. To tell your boss you're quitting. That's, that sounds like a smart business move to me. Yeah. Smart business. Because they cost $400 to do a cameo video. Yeah. Okay. He's getting no severance. Nothing there. No. Zero. Zero. <laughs> okay, coach, we yeah. got a little derailed, but I want to hear your teasers for yep. this weekend. Oh, certainly. So yes. we love the 49ers. The 49ers, we're going to take them up to uh, nine. Okay. And that, that's going to be one side of your teaser because there is no way on God's green earth that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win by nine. In fact, I think they're going to lose on the field. Mm. San Francisco's defense is way too good. They're getting most of their defensive backs back. So we'll take the Niners plus the nine. Then, if you really like it, even though there are certain numbers, if you're going to tease, it has to go through, meaning three is one of them, seven is one of them. So teasing the Chiefs down to six and a half, that's a little more than you want to lay on a teaser. But if you believe the Chiefs are going to win by 20, which is what we do, then you could tease the Chiefs down and put them with the 49ers. We like that a lot. Or taking the Raiders up to 11 and a half. Love them. Do not touch. I repeat, do not touch the Bills side. Mm-hmm. If you're going to bet a teaser, bet, bet the Patriots. They're getting four. So that means you take them up to 10. Can the Bills beat the Patriots by 10? I would say no. I think it's going to be a three-point game. 
I would say yes. Oh, you think they can beat them by 10? Yes. We we are talking about that after this uh, with Peter Andrew. But what I was going to bring up is every victory they have this season, and I know playoffs are different, is by double digits. Okay. But what happened against uh, New England when they played in Buffalo? In Buffalo with the 50-mile-per-hour wind? That yeah, game doesn't still, count. They, they, they still had the game plan <laughs> to get it done. And in the playoffs, it's about the game plan. That's a throwaway game. Three pass attempts, Mac Jones. Are you, are you, a, are you a Bills fan? No. You Bills fan? I, I just oh, you're not? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if, if, you, if you think they win by 10, I'll give you three to one odds. And I'll bet you. And I'll take the Patriots plus the 10. <laughs> And okay. you're going to be sending me Venmo on Sunday night yeah. I mean, or Saturday night. If you, if you want to do that, we can do that. We no. do that on our show all the time. I'll block your phone number by then. I won't. I'll, I'll pretend I don't know you by then. Okay. That's, that's right. Four, four days from now. We're, we're going to be strangers by then. Olivia only takes Ethereum. You got, if you, if you lose the bet, you got to pay her an Ethereum. <laughs> you know, I was about to say, you guys need to do a pay-per-view event. That was a nice little tate tate I like that. You guys were cutting a promo. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We can do this all day. Yeah. All day. <laughs> okay. Of the wild card teams, who do you think could or is most likely to actually make a Super Bowl? If anyone. <sighs> mm, of the wild card team. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I would have to go straight to the Patriots because... When you look at the other teams, because I can't pick the Bucks, can't mm-hmm. pick the Cowboys, can't pick the Chiefs, so they all won their division. So I've got to go with either the Patriots, and they're the only one that I think, or maybe, ah, I don't even like them, or the 49ers. Let's go Patriots mm-hmm. and 49ers. I think they're the only two uh, of the, I, I think, uh, I'll go I'll go Patriots and 49ers are the two on either side of the fence that could make the playoffs at a wild card team. I don't think they will, mm-hmm. but I think they could. Okay, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. What about a road team this week? And especially with the spread, kind of that in mind, what road team this week has the toughest out? The toughest out? Oh, that's a great question. The toughest out. Well, I'm going to go right back to the Bills game again. I think that's going to be the game of the weekend. I really, really do. Even though I tease you about the 10-point spread, uh, and the the likely outcome would be a tight game. Now, it could be 10, and I'm just teasing you. But the likely outcome is these are two division rivals. They know each other very, very well. They play each other twice a year. That matters when you get to the playoffs. So I think the toughest out is for the Bills on the AFC side. And then I think on the NFC side, the toughest out is going to be for the Dallas Cowboys. I I, I really am bullish mm-hmm. on the 49ers because of how they won last week and got in. They were down 17. They come back. They end up winning on the field. That was big time to me. And I think that shows a lot about what they have inside. And they never gave up in that game. And so that's why they're in the playoffs. And I think uh, they're going to play really, really well this week. Who are you most impressed by this season? Which young quarterback? There were so many this year. Who are you most impressed by? That's a great question. I love Mac Jones. I it, the, the toughest thing about playing for Bill Belichick is getting past that first season. We don't remember what it was like for Tom Brady after the first season, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing it because there's so much hyper-focus on the Patriots. What are they going to do post-Tom Brady? So Mac Jones has been dynamic to get his team to the playoffs, to play the way that he did at certain times. He had some hiccups, but every rookie quarterback is going to have hook, hic- hiccups. And then Justin Herbert. I think Justin wow, Herbert got, yeah. you know, he's a, sec- he's a second-year quarterback, but he got hurt by his head coach, and people will not criticize Brandon Staley. He's the future. He's the millennial head right. coach. He's the guy that looks at the numbers and understands when to go for two. Really? 
He left no. nine points on the field three weeks ago yeah. that would have won the game. Ugh. And then if he wouldn't have called timeout on Sunday night, they would have played for the tie and they would have made it into the playoffs. He outthinks himself way too much and that hurt his team. And now his team is sitting at home. So when you look at the other young quarterbacks, whether it's Trey Lance, he didn't play uh, all that much. Uh, you're looking at Jalen Hurts. He's, he's now a full-time starter, but what have they done in Philly? They're protecting him. They're running the football too, 250 yards a game. So I think really you have to look to Mac Jones as the guy, as far as young quarterbacks are concerned, that had the best year. Yeah, it's incredible and such a shame that Justin Herbert is not in the playoffs. I can't wrap mm-hmm. my head around that. That that Your coaching really messed up if you have that kind of quarterback and he's sitting at home twiddling his thumbs. Yeah. And all the weapons, too. All yeah. those weapons. Yeah. They have a ton. It, it's really, really sad, but that's the way it works in the NFL. Look at the Colts. They had, what, four or five games this year that they just gave away. And you can't go to Jacksonville and lose as a 15-point favorite and lose by 15. You deserve to sit at home. Yeah. What is he? Do you think he's doing like a money ball thing in football where he's just like he's looking at the analytics and saying on fourth down, this is the probability that, you know, it's and, you know, what's he doing? Like, I mean, you know, to 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 go for it on what do you go for it on his four uh, on in that game? It was on, on his own 18 on his own 18 on 18, a full yard. And he handed it to his five, seven running back, Austin Eckler. And it was a full yard. It wasn't like a short yard. It was a full yard. It was the worst play call. And then he always defends himself after the game. Oh, it was the right call. That This is what the numbers said to do. Right. Well, sometimes you got to have a feel for the game. Sometimes right. you've got to look at it and say, what does my gut tell me to do? And right. my gut tells me that right here and right now, I need these three points because yeah. I'm going to get the ball on the other side of halftime. And then I can add another three or seven. And now look what I've done. But he doesn't do that. And yeah. look what's happened in the last several weeks. So uh, I think he's made a lot of mistakes and he deserves to be criticized for those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, fuck money ball. Let the boys play. <laughs> Let them play. <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh, the if you're the kicker for the Chargers. Can you imagine if you're the kicker for the Chargers? Yeah. Can you imagine what yeah. his thought process is right now? Yeah. Giannis, you know what I've learned today from coach is that I'm taller than Austin Eckler, which is a real disappointment. He's a very handsome man. And I just, I can't with the height. I can't. And that I weigh as much as Conor McGregor. Now I am five months pregnant, but I didn't know his weight until he said it. <laughs> but you still look great. Thank you. Yeah. You look great. You look yeah. great. You're only She's seeing pregnant. me waist up, so. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, thanks pregnant. so much for your time. This has been a lot of fun. You've brought us a lot of laughs and incredible insight. Thank you. Uh, I try. And again, thank you guys for asking me. I'm always here. And Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. Thanks for having me, pal. I appreciate you. Oh, All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a great year. Take care, Coach. Coach. are finally here. I cannot wait. One of my favorite weekends of the year where everything kind of comes into focus. So let's not waste any more time and bring in BetMGM betting expert, the one and only Mr. Peter Andrew. Peter, thanks for joining us again. I'm in a better mood now that the Niners won on Sunday. So I bet. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's get into some of these super wild card games, which I just love the title. Can't say it enough. Go ahead, throw out your games you got, and Giannis and I will each make a pick for our punishment picks. Punishment picks. 
Yeah, so I tried to pick the ones that maybe are seemingly off the cuff a little bit more competitive. I think first one is a fun one on Saturday. You got Patriots at the Bills. Bills minus four and a half. You've seen them split the season series, so I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be cold in in Buffalo. Oh. So uh, what do you guys like there on that one? Yanni, you start. Yeah, um, I'm going with the Bills. I mean, hats off. Hats off to the Patriots for making it look so good for a rookie quarterback in that Belichick system, but I'm going with the Bills. He's not there yet. Mac Jones isn't there yet. Going with Josh Allen, baby. Yeah, Mac Jones has not looked good. I think he's three and two in his last five starts. And Josh Allen, I mean, a little Jekyll and Hyde here with this Bills team. But when the Bills win, they win big. Every victory this year has been by double digits. So I like the Bills. What's the line, Pete? Four and a half. Oh, take it. Definitely take it. Now, the Pats defense is the only thing keeping them in games. They allow just 18 points per game. So maybe stay away from that over. But I like the Bills and I like them big. Yeah, agree with you guys there on that one. Next one is the one that's near and dear to my heart. Niners at the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus three, so three-point favorite. Niners coming off a very emotional win, and then Cowboys were able to wrap it up with a blowout win against the Eagles on uh, Week 18. Mm, yeah, I yeah. think I think I like the Niners. Here's why. These teams that are the wildcard teams, they're dangerous. They, they're playing with house money, right? They, they didn't think they'd make it, really. I mean, who knows what they thought, but I, I just think this is going to be good. It relies on the broken, busted-up hand of Jimmy G. When he doesn't throw a pick, they win. They have not lost a game when he doesn't throw a pick. But Dallas takes the ball away. That's their M.O. This defense is really good. And like we saw in Dallas's last game of the season, wow, when they are clicking on offense, they are scary. So I don't know if this were in San Francisco, maybe a different story. So I take it back. I'm taking Dallas. I convinced myself. Wow. Flip flop. I mean, you should run for office, Olivia. I mean, that was what they call a flip flop in the political world, because <laughs> I'm definitely going with Dallas. I couldn't believe you were going with the Niners. Uh, I was about to say they should start calling me the betting expert on the show because I win so much. So Ouch. I'm going obviously with the Cowboys. They're a juggernaut. I think yeah. they're a real contender. They could win it all. The 49ers just, you know, they're here, they're there, they're nowhere. It's it, any game, anything could happen. It's going to be a bad game. They're going to get blown out by the Cowboys. Put a lot of money on the Cowboys, guys. A lot of it. All I'll say, wide receiver one. Running back one, and now QB one with a touchdown pass last week. So yeah, I'll tell you guys, be careful for that next week. I think he's going to be the dual threat that that is the difference maker. But okay, I'm biased. Okay, last game. This is always fun. First time Monday night football for the playoffs for Super yeah. Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Cardinals Rams. They were fighting to the end for the division. Rams are four and a half point favorite at home at SoFi. What do you guys like there? Mm, well, we have to disagree on this one, Giannis, because we're in agreement so far. I'm going to take the Rams, and here's why. Matt Stafford's looking horrible, and in general, it's hard to kind of cheer for the Rams, but talent-wise, they are so stacked, and Cardinals aren't getting hot back this week, are they? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. That'd be a difference maker, though, but I, I've got to take the Rams at home, although the Cardinals are better on the road. I think they're 8-1 and one on the road or something. But yeah, I'm going with the Rams. I really like their mid-season <laughs> additions in Von Miller and OBJ. I feel like that's made them way more complete and competitive. So I think they'll really show up for this wildcard game. Well, this is appropriate because I'm not just disagreeing because we have to. I like their mid-season addition to Miller, 
But as a former Giant fan, I got to say, OBJ likes to drop passes in the playoffs. Big moments, the passes just get dropped. Mark my words, big plays. OBJ is going to drop some big passes. He's overly emotional. I'm going the other way, baby. We're going with the squeaky quarterback. He's going to run like little Mighty Mouse all over the field. The Cardinals are taking this. Put big money on Yanni's picks and you'll win money, baby. I'm the betting expert at BetMGM. <laughs> I think interesting game. Yeah, I would say it's a three-point game either way. So maybe plus four and a half is the right way. What I will say is, Potentially next week, Stafford Cup versus Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I think that's a pretty intriguing matchup if you look in at, a rematch. at the divisional round. And it'll be a fun one up in Lambeau. Yeah. Yeah. These are some close ones here. So it'll be a fun first weekend and obviously a, a couple more games, maybe a little bit potential to, to be a blowout, but it's going to be a great weekend. And I'm going to be watching them from Cabo, Mexico. So I'm excited. Oh, we need more information on that next week. Before we go, we have to pay off our punishment pick, and it was supposed to be, you know, new year, new me, like everyone I saw in the gym this week. But once again, Giannis, you are the winner. (laughs) You crushed me, picking the Raiders and the Niners correctly. I feel like Brandon Staley, completely heartbroken and wanting to call a timeout. But here we go. I have to read the outro. This is what I get. I don't know. This is why they pay me the big bucks, I guess. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Miss Preggers herself, the Georgia Peach alum, OHD. But let me tell you, Georgia winning the national title took me back, y'all. It took me back to a simpler time when your girl was guzzling down vodka shots and acting real sus on the weekends. That's right. Your girl loved to party. And I got the rap sheet to prove it. I was arrested. Okay, no, I can't read this, Giannis. I was never arrested. Just tell us your story. Tell us your story. It's okay. You're reformed. I hope we have no new listeners who are so confused right now. I was arrested for punching a girl in the mouth for talking to my man once. My dad had to bail me out of jail for robbing a Rite Aid my sophomore year. It wasn't my fault. I was dating a townie named Dale and he needed some oxles. What's that? Oxies. (laughs) Oxies. Look, it was your Bonnie and Clyde face. I was a natural. Didn't have to pistol whip the cashier or nothing. We were in and out. Well, I'm not allowed back on campus, and my family had to pull some strings to get my record expunged, but it was worth it, y'all. How's Dale now, you ask? Well, let's just say last time I heard he was in prison for sticking up a Cracker Barrel and selling bath salts. We took different roads, but we had our time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they used to call me Olivia the Gremlin back then because I was all nice and sweet during the day. But at night, you pour a little alcohol on me and you could find me drunk on the quad, squat peeing at 4 a.m. while singing Amazing Grace. (laughs) (laughs) To the girl who did my homework in exchange for me saying hello to her in front of my cool friends, I'll always be grateful. I can't remember your loser name, but you made college fun. You too, Dale. Bulldog for life. Bye, y'all. You were a wild girl, Olivia. I'm glad you got out of that phase. What a wild phase. Giannis, you know how every week I say, I hope my mom isn't listening to this? Well, my mom is currently standing over my shoulder and just heard that whole thing. So thanks a lot, Giannis. I'm a 20-year-old grounded pregnant woman. But that's it for our show this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Make sure you follow MGM on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's new. We're doing a lot of fun one-bet videos on TikTok. 
And I really, really hope I win next week because I can't keep my career going much longer with those sign-offs. Thanks, y'all. Peace. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.